Hello, Internet, and welcome to another kind of episode of the Untold Talks of Spider-Man. six of this web of spider-man run our first story gauntlet origins lizard uh fred van lente writer jeff de palo artist uh javier rodriguez color art joe caramanga letter that's weird i don't think i've seen artists than color art like that normally it's you know penciler colors i feel that's the defaults better there uh <laughs> then we have another lizard story for a second bit, Kurt Connors in Shred Prologue. Uh, Zeb Wells writer, uh, Zerxo Pinletta artist, I'm sure I butchered that more than usual, Matt Hollingsworth on color, and Jared K. Fletcher lettering. So, this first Origins Lizard story is interesting in that it really is about connecting two desperate parts of the Marvel Universe that really didn't need connecting, and so far as I know, only seems to really take root here. We have initially uh, the main thing rooting through and feeling the emotions of the fight between Spider-Man and the Lizard at some point. I believe this is supposed to be right after the initial appearance, um, so it would be in Florida which makes sense with the plot as we go along. So we find out, and now um, we flash, we find out, I say, sorry, I am stumbling a little here. So we go to Baghdad because with the time lapse of Marvel and House Soldiers where Kurt Connors is now a war doctor in the Iraq war. And he, uh... <laughs> He's saving some guy who's bleeding out, but the insurgents booby-trapped him. And this is how he loses his arm in this story. I know there's been other explanations, I believe usually more vague, but here it is that, which is interesting, I think, because it sets up a lot more about his character, it gives him military experience, which makes him more sensible to be a canny fighter, understand a lot of it, also that primal urge toss and pull. I think there's a lot more if we explored Kirk Connors here that would make sense with him being the lizard so it wouldn't be as disparate of a thing. It would be less like the Hulk and more like a manifestation of his darker desires than a pure Jekyll and Hyde thing. Um, so, I don't know, I, I think it's very interesting pull. So, yeah, and uh, as they're talking about fixing him... There's this one guy talking about these graphs that are very akin to like, you know, a reptilian, you know, reforging and whatnot. So there's a little foreshadowing there that mm, you probably don't even need. <laughs> and we get a little emotional pull as we build and we get the man thing and the lizard actually fighting. 
And at first the lizard believes the Man-Thing is like a misformed sort of lizard that was one of his creations that he needs to strike down because, you know, the lizard's all into eugenics of lizards, so there's that. Um, yeah. Then we flash back uh, to Connor's trying to work out what they're doing and his buddy is saying like, hey, you can't use salamander DNA, you need to use lizard cells to get the right synthesis of extracellular matrix and collagen. Presumably this has some tie to real science, but lord knows, it all goes into super science, so I didn't deem it worth looking up in this case. Uh, and basically they get into a fight, and this guy who was the lizard's friend, or I guess I should say Kurt Connor's friend, is the guy who becomes Man-Thing. So we get a nice little uh, bit here, but we get the reason why this guy becomes the Man-Thing is because a girlfriend who's trying to push him away from Connor's is actually an ape aim agent that uh, puts him in a gnarly situation. So we kind of have the man thing's weird secret origin tied to the lizard's weird secret origin. So I don't know. That's kind of fun, but it, I don't know. It, it's a fun triviality. It adds something to the lizard to do kind of that sort of thing I'm talking about. It's these characters outside of Spider-Man. So it was fun. It was different. And it gives me a lot more to Kurt Connors. So I think if you read through the story, you get more as well. Then we move to the uh, Zeb Wells story, which uh, it has this feeling of a certain kind of indie comic. In particular, to me, this backup story looks like Paleo, which was something created by Jim Lawson, who's a Ninja Turtles luminary. Uh, but it's not him, though I'm sure the influence is there. <laughs> and it's very much just like a tale of nature, um, this idea of the R-complex kind of taken to an extreme from the dinosaur age forward which again really made it feel like paleo to me also it's just the art style very reminiscent of lawson and so we have this whole bit that ends with not ends but uh builds to the lizard fighting spider-man but we get the pullback and then we see connor's as he goes through the goes through life wondering if people know that there's the lizard inside him and what the lizard's thinking and what the lizard's thinking of random people at the pharmacy what the lizard thinks of his son what the lizard thinks of his wife and ultimately how it's time for the lizard to come out which builds to shed which is definitively one of the strongest entries in this whole Spider-Man gauntlet run. So it's interesting, though, from my memories of gauntlet um, to these web of Spider-Mans, I feel like this is the one that really has some interesting stuff, but ultimately Shed is so good, um, it really overshadows anything here. And so, I don't know, this, this is more of a fun curiosity to me than a real great exploration of character. I guess the problem is, is I mean, it's the lizard and the lizard by the nature of the character is so kind of plot based, I feel to be exciting. Cause I mean, you can't do much with the character cause as interesting as the lizard is as an idea and as much fun as it can be from an art perspective, I really feel that the lizard's one note uh, at the end of the day, which was, what was so compelling about Shed at the time. Uh, it really opened up this idea of like, 
you know, the lizard's going to take over Connors, but ultimately it's his son that brings him back from the brink. And there's some pseudoscience in there and whatnot. Shed broke that cycle. And so that's what was so compelling about it. Um, but, you know, here we get this idea of Connors as the military man, which I think adds a lot of texture to the idea of the character that wasn't there previously. So ultimately there is something here. So yeah, it's, I'd say it's worth going through. It adds something to one of the most astounding and awe-inspiring Spider-Man stories. So, so maybe, yeah, no, as, as I roll through this and I, I go through the reflection, I believe that, yeah, this is totally worth checking out. It's just so much harder to measure because it's in the shadow of Shed, which is just so excellent. So there's my opinion on this. Thank you for listening, and we will be back soon with issue seven.